Welcome to the podcast of Revival Life Church, a spirit-filled multicultural church in Boca Raton, Florida. If you would like more information about Revival Life Church or Pastor Carl Thomas, you can find us on the web at revivallife.church. Stay. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thank, thank you for having, uh, I have faces to speak to now. I appreciate it. <laughs> and also, last but not least, I want to thank my beautiful, awesome wife who's watching online with my boys. Yeah. She is amazing. She's lovely. I, I just, she gave me two amazing boys. And she makes me a better husband, a better man, and a better father. Without her, I'd be slightly less cool. And I just appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so anyways, um, Pastor and Pastor have just been talking on this wellness series, and I think it's just been so good. You know, every time they, um, they've been talking about it, I would just go over instances in my head, like relationships. Was I well in that situation? Was I, you know, and like history and like what, what was I doing, you know, in certain jobs, you know, was I, was I well? I was just was reminded of one a few years ago. I was working at this restaurant, and it was, well, restaurant, you know, like restaurants, they're like certain jobs. They don't require a lot for you to work there. So you get a lot of colorful people, you know? You, you kind of get, you know, people that can work there, which is good, you know? You get, <laughs> which is good, you know? You, people got to work, right? Yeah. But, you know, so you got a lot of different beliefs, a lot of people, the, their view on morality. Yes. And so a lot of people that like to push buttons, yeah. you know? And so you're like, okay, you know, just God give me grace. And I'm going to be real with you guys. I hope you guys are real with me on this situation. But have you ever been in a place so at work or with family members, you know? And before they even say anything and you see them walk through the door, you're like, oh, Jesus, give me the grace right now. Like they didn't even open their mouth yet. And you're like, oh, I'm speaking tongues right now. I just, I need that right now. I need you, Lord Jesus. So uh, I was remembering one person that, I was praying to God, asking for grace for before they started talking. And, and so, like, long story short, we kind of get into, like, this disagreement. And before it gets out of, out of hand, and I'm already, to me, I'm already up here. Because I'm like, you know what? I, I already had all this built-up animosity. I'm like, you know what? I'm already up here. I don't feel like dealing with this. So I'm sorry. I'm just going to let this go. And so I think it's good. I forgot about it. Everything's good. Everything's fine. Uh, you know, like, we didn't talk about it ever again. And it was like, okay. So fast forward a couple years later, I'm working at another job. And, and I'm just working. And everything's going fine. And, you know, I'm getting along with all my coworkers. And then this same person walks through the doors, that totally unrelated to this company. And I was, I was like, everything that I felt years prior started rushing back into my face. It started rushing back up in me. And I was like, what's going on? Why am I, and like my coworkers started to get to know me and they're like, Chris, you're never like this around people. Like you're always smiling. You're always, you know, like willing to say hi and you know, like always happy to be around people. And I was like, I just, I've had a bad taste in my mouth with this person's character. And, and I, you know, I was just like, God, what is all this? After this person left, I was able to calm down and like think about it. I was like, oh, God, what was all this? Like, what, what was going on? And he, was, and he was just reminding me of all the pains that I was still hurt and offended about. And I was like, but I thought I forgot about it. 
I thought, I thought that's it. If I, if I forget, if I apologize, that's it. We don't, I don't have to do anything else. I don't notice we tend to do that, right? We have an event where we're hurt by someone or hurt by something, and then we bury it deep inside of us, thinking we got rid of it. Yeah. And then we're reminded about it when we see that person again or when that situation comes up again. And then all those feelings start to come up, raging up inside of us. And you know, I just, it, it reminds me of the scripture the Bible talks about here. It starts in Luke uh, chapter 9, verse 51. And um, while, while it's uh, getting up there and you guys turn to it, I'm going to just paint the picture real quick. So Jesus is in his earthly ministry. He's walking now. He's uh, performing miracles. God, like Jesus is here and anointed to bring the gospel of peace. He is now bringing truth to people. He's setting the captives free. Yeah. The lame yes. are walking. Yes. The blind are seeing. Yes. The deaf are hearing. And in, earlier in this chapter, the, the thousands are getting fed. 5,000 got fed. And so, like, Jesus is performing miracles. God, like, God is moving right here. And so we see him bringing the kingdom of God into our hands. We see it's here. It's now. It's in our midst. And so Jesus is saying, this is, this is for now. This is right now. What, what we're going to do is right here. And while he brings that kingdom of God, he says, early in the chapter, he also does, he also sends out the 12. And he says, I'm not going to just do this by myself. You're going to do it as well. I want this to be expanded. I want you to show. I want you to show what you can do while I'm through you. And so we see it here starting in verse 51. While Jesus is willing and ready to expand the kingdom of God, while he's ready to pour out miracles, starting in verse 51, excuse me, when the days were approaching for him and his, for his ascension, excuse me, he was determined to go to Jerusalem. He sent messengers ahead of him. And they went and entered the village of the Samaritans to make arrangements for him. And they did not receive him because he was traveling towards Jerusalem. When his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, you want us to come out and command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But he turned and rebuked them, and he went to another village. So we can see here that Jesus is, trying to bring, is wanting to bring the kingdom of God to everyone. It's not just the Jews. And so the Jews were believing this. This, is, this was their belief that it was, it was to come through the Jews and for the Jews. And so the Samaritans having this bitter taste in their mouth, and we have context about this from the woman at the well. She was a Samaritan woman, and she was surprised that Jesus was talking to her. Right? And she's like, how are you being a Jew talking to me, a Samaritan? And so you see this... this, um, this this already animosity between these two groups. Yeah. And we're, we're, we're wondering, like, why, why, is there, why is it that they would just turn Jesus away? Like, why would you turn who's ready to, get, to, to set people free? Why would you turn that away? But there was already pain in their hearts. There was already disbelief on the way you saw things. Oh, you're facing towards Jerusalem because that's where you think we're supposed to worship. Like, what about what, we, what, what our ancestors did? And so you see people, you see people in the pain, yeah. making decisions, trying to push away. And, try, and, and you know the famous, famous line, hurting people hurt people. Yeah. And so as they're hurting, they push away saying, I, we don't need you. We don't want you here. And I love Jesus' response. You know what he does? Okay. And he goes to another village. 
Jesus doesn't say, yeah, we need to call down fire. The disciples here, they're saying, like, this is the same recurring theme that we saw when one pastor was talking about Elisha and Mount Carmel. There was 850 prophets of Asherah and Baal. And they, they were like, okay, we're going we're gonna to do this incense. We're going we're gonna to burn up this altar. God is going to come here. Our God, Baal, is going to come here, and he's going he's gonna to set fire to this. And after everything, you know, Pastor talked about it. It was a really good message. It's online if you want to catch it. It's really good. <laughs> and so uh, if, like, nothing happens after it all. And then Elijah prays, and he says, come. <laughs> you know, like, God, I thank you for just showing up. Just here it is. And... Boom, fire. And so Elijah's split decision at that moment, it says, let's give violence to all the people that didn't believe. Yeah. It wasn't God's call to do that. It, wasn't, it was this, this, same, this same spiral of violence was going in Israel's generations after generations yeah, yeah, from, yeah. Being, from being enslaved, from, from the way they grew up, from the way they were, where they were pushed out of their own homeland. It was, it was the only thing they knew was this violence, yeah. was, to, was to turn back and threaten, was to turn back and push away. So we, we see this reoccurring theme that James and John, like how, how are the disciples of Jesus, the disciples of love, yeah. how were they going to call down fire on a whole Samaritan village? Because it was what they grew up with. It was what was already in their heart. And so Jesus rebukes them out of that. Jesus, uh, Jesus, doesn't, Jesus just doesn't dismiss them and say, you know what, you don't know what you're talking about. First of all, do you even think you can call down fire from heaven? <laughs> like he doesn't, he rebukes them. You don't even know what spirit you're of. That's not from the Holy Spirit. That's not from my Father. It says that, that, that altar that was burning on Mount Carmel, that altar of sacrifice, Jesus is saying, I want to be that altar of sacrifice. I want to be the fire. Let that consume me for you, for that Samaritan village. So what does Jesus do? Jesus says, all right. And he continues towards Jerusalem. We're not even halfway through the book of Luke yet. And we're about six months, give or take, away from his ascension. Jesus says, I'm still going to die for them. I'm, they may not receive the, the miracles right now, but they'll still be able to enter the kingdom of God. Amen. They can still be set free. Come on. People can still come to them. The 12 or the 72 or more than that can come and still speak to them. They can still get the healing. I didn't forget about them. Jesus didn't forget about them. God didn't leave them out. That was the, that was the beauty about it. It was this... Love for them. The Samaritans' actions cannot change the outcome of Jesus' love for them. Amen. I'm just going to repeat that again because I thought that was good. The Samaritans' actions cannot change the outcome of Jesus' love for them. Come on, right? So we know this, this is the heart of Jesus. God is, is always like Jesus. Yes. And Jesus never changed. Amen. He on. never changed. So this is, this is what... God wanted us to do. This is the, always the call. This has always been what God wanted for us and wanted for his people was this love, yeah. this, this forgiving, yeah. this release of the pain. So what I want you to know here today is love is stronger than getting even. Amen. 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 Yes. It is stronger. Hallelujah. So, you know, we've, 
we've heard about love. We know God is love, you know, and God, God talks about that love, that God talks about that power that he wants to do through us. And he doesn't just say like, okay, go love and, you know, be like, oh, flowery and whatnot. No, he talks about it as a commandment. It's two of the greatest commandments Jesus talk about, talks about, excuse me, to love God yeah. with all your heart, your soul, your body, your strength, to love him with everything that you are, everything that you're being, right? And then what does he say? The second is like this. It's just like it, to love your neighbor as you love yourself. So what are we doing when we, when we love? This is what we can do. Forgiveness is a part of peace that Jesus wants to give us. So that's that wellness that we're continually talking about here today, is that forgiveness is a part of that. You cannot walk in wellness when we're still harboring grudges. We can't. We can't. Pain will show itself. You can't hide it. You know, I've tried. Trust me. I've been there. <laughs> I try to hide it. I'm, a, I'm an internal processor, and so, like, I'll, I'll try, to, try to deal with stuff internally. And my wife calls me on it all the time. Love you, babe. And so she, she, says, she says, I see it on your face. I can tell what's going on. And I'm like, I'm like oh, man, I thought I was hiding this well. I thought I was good at this. I was a master at concealing my emotions. No. <laughs> it's right there. Pain is right there. You know, we, we have this. Um, so, so forgiveness is a part of the wellness that Jesus wants to give us. Amen. It's a part of that peace. Forgiveness is a part of loving our neighbors. Yeah. You can't love your neighbors and not walk in forgiveness with them. Yeah. It's just, they go hand in hand. When we drink of the poisonous cup of bitterness or resentment, we're no longer loving our neighbors or ourselves. We can't, we can't love on them or ourselves. Jesus calls this a commandment. He calls us to love on our neighbors and ourselves. He calls us to, to, speak, on, to speak to us, to, to our, our inner, inner being, that we know what's going on. We recognize what's in our heart. Because if, if we hold on to that bitterness, if we hold on to that resentment, it's not the other person that's getting the pain. It's us. We're the ones hurting. So it's important to see, because this, this is the value system that Jesus is talking about. This is the value system that he wants us to walk in, is this love. Is this pure love, undefiled from, from whatever history or pain that we've gone through. And it's not about forgetting, because, you know, like I was talking about earlier, you can't just forget. It's, it's, you can't just allow it to just... Um, be there and just be like, I'll sweep it under the rug, it festers and it boils up. And then we have these trigger points. We have these eruptions where anything that comes towards it, anything that, that um, reminds us of it, boom, I'm ready to blow up again. Why? Because I'm afraid to hurt like I hurted before. I, I was hurt before. Yeah. I, I, I don't want that. So what am I going to do? I'm going to put on something. I'm going to block myself from feeling that way. So, but if we get into this value system of Jesus, we get grace. Yeah. We get good. that. If we get in the value system of Jesus, we get grace. Grace to live. Grace to live free. Grace to love free. Grace to have this peace. Because what are we talking about here? We're talking about the wellness that we're looking for in the past 15 to 18 months that we couldn't find before. We, 
<clears throat> excuse me, we stayed at home during the pandemic and our pains were looking us in the face, yeah. staring us right back where we couldn't run towards an activity, run towards work, run towards some event that would try to block it out, try to numb away the, the pain that was speaking to us, the pain that was yelling at us. So now we had this quiet time. Now we had this moment of we're just sitting at home and when we're reminded of it, when our, when our family talks to us in the same way we feel like we were being talked to as, as little kids. And so now we erupt. Or when, or when we feel like we're, we're not in control of a situation and we feel like there's, there's pain there and so because I'm, I, I can't control me going outside, I can't control whether or not I have a mask on, I can't control this and that, I want to erupt. I have this pain because I felt like this when I was a kid. I couldn't, I couldn't have control. You know, and so I, I know I've had a hard time getting with this value system, you know, and I, I, I believe we're all in, uh, on the same boat, essentially, you know, give or take. But as I see there are many different relationships for me that I've seen this in, that I've seen like hard time trying to walk through, hard time trying to forgive, trying to just walk in this grace and walk in this peace that I, I feel like is... It, for me, in the pain, it feels impossible too. And so I heard this verse, and I, I believe you guys heard it too, especially if you're married. You definitely know of this verse. It's Ephesians 4, starting verse 25. This verse always spoke to me because I thought, I thought it meant something, and I'm just, I'll tell you what it is after I read it. So therefore, ridding yourselves of all falsehood, speak truth to each one of you with his neighbor, because we are parts of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Do not give the devil an opportunity. So me, as a, as a married man, I'm thinking, oh, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Okay, so I need to prove my point first before we go to sleep. I need to win this argument before we can, I can actually have a peaceful sleep. So 3 o'clock in the morning, we're still going at it. This is not a peaceful sleep anymore. <laughs> this is like, I need a nap. <laughs> I need to get anything I can at this moment. Right? And, and I was like, God's not talking about that. I, God's, not, God's not speaking about that. This anger that he's talking about here, it's a retaliation anger. It's an anger that says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get back at this person. What does retaliation anger look like for a married man with two kids, two little boys? Oh, my little, my little one, his diaper is, needs to be changed. What do I do in the middle of the night? Turn on all the lights. Make sure all the lights. Oh, sorry, babe. Did I wake you? My bad. <laughs> That's retaliation, right? It's the same thing the disciples wanted to do. Said, oh, you know what? You don't receive Jesus? Let's call fire down from heaven. I'm gonna, we're gonna just forget you. Let's just, let's just toast this whole village. <laughs> but the thing, about, the, the, the thing about this anger, it's always unjust and it's out of balance. And it's always unfair. Yeah. Anger, retaliation, anger, this vengeance yeah. of going out and, and trying to get even, this always hurts the other person because you think now they'll understand how hurt I am. But it's all you've done was make the situation worse. All I've done was make the situation worse when I did that. So, so we, we have to understand that anger isn't the problem. Trying to get even is. See, feelings are good. 
They're just bad for making decisions. <laughs> Trust me, I've made some decisions in my life out of feelings. And, you know, like you ever had that job where you're like, oh, you know what? That's it, you know? And like you're trying to think of all the creative ways on how to quit, you know? Like, and just like all right, like how am I going to do this, you know? Like send, send a, you know, a goodbye email. Like it's just like a gif was like, I'm out. Uh, you on the beach or something, you know? Like, I'm not coming in ever. And, like, <laughs> and so <laughs> that that is what you know. God, God, that doesn't want God doesn't want us to be led by our feelings, but He wants us to experience them. You know, God has feelings. <laughs> God is God gets happy, right? You know, there's anger that he, he gets, he gets disappointed, he gets, heart, you know, heartbreak, you know, because he wants us all to be saved. He wants us all to be in the kingdom of God. He's a father, right? Kind of stoic father we would have if he didn't have emotions. But I want you guys to see this. Well, <clears throat> so this God, this God that we're talking about, he wants us to be in love. He wants us to walk in this peace. So God... You can walk in, in God's peace, excuse me, when you walk in God's forgiveness. And I'll repeat that again. You can walk in God's peace when you walk in God's forgiveness. And I just ask you guys to forgive me because I said last time I was preaching, I was going to wear my glasses so that I could see the, the prompt over there. My bad. I'm sorry. I, got, I forgot about it. Now I got to squint to see what's going on. <laughs> my, apologies. Uh, my, my apologies. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> There we go. It's already working. <laughs> All right. So when we do this, when we do this, God can heal your heart when you give him your offense. Oh, that's good. You know, God, God can. He, can. he can heal your heart when you give him your offense. It's not, it's not, about, it's not about us just trying to do it on our own. It's not like when we think about this forgiveness, we think about like, Chris, you don't know what they did to me. You don't know the situation I was in. You don't know the pain that caused, they caused me. No, but I do know a forgiving father. I do know a Jesus who hung on the cross for every sin. Who hung on the cross for every rejection. Jesus was walking towards Jerusalem and went into this village of Samaria, and he got rejected. This was the spark, the embarkment of his, of his rejection, where his disciples are, start gonna, are gonna start to dwindle down where people are going to start, stop following him, where people on the day, on the night he's captured, the night he's taken away, his disciples are going to run in the other direction. He knows what rejection feels like. He knows what that pain feels like of being alone. And he says, I still will die for them. I still will pour out everything I have for them. God wants us to tap in that. That's the power of the kingdom of God. Yes, let's feed the, you know, the 5,000. Let's let the lame walk. Let's have the eyes be opened and the ears be opened. Like, yes, we're looking for those miracles, but also let's forgive because that's the power of Christ. Yes. That's what God wants us to do as well. Because we can, we can heal people's bodies. We can, you know, through Jesus, we can, we can walk through this and see miracles upon miracles upon miracles, a million little miracles. We can see it all. But if people are still offended, if people are still hurt, they're still not going to turn to Christ. 
And we see a, we see a, a huge movement of this. Yes. People, people from all over that, that have been in church that were hurt and no longer will, will touch church. No. Will no longer will hear about Christianity. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I was going to go off on a tangent, but I'm not. So let me stick to go this. Ahead. So <laughs> when we do this... We will see God's promises in our lives. Forgiving is to be in wellness, and with it, it brings freedom. Amen. It brings walking in peace with Jesus. When we, when we do this, when we walk in this forgiveness, we can, we, can see that, we can see that vengeance keeps us tied to one action, which is retaliation. Forgiveness gives us the freedom of living our lives and walking in love. Amen. So when we're, when we're free, we get to walk in love. You know, but when we're in vengeance, when we're in this unforgiveness, it's a toxic cancer that tries to eat away at us, that tries to hold us down. It's these, it's these burdens that try to weigh us down on living life. You know, I'm a, like I said before, I have two wonderful boys, um, and they require a lot. You know, one of them, uh, my toddler, loves to carry all his Hot Wheel cars everywhere he goes. <laughs> And he has like 75. And the boy can't carry it all, so who carries it? That's right, daddy carries it. <laughs> and so I carry that, as well as the, the diaper bag and, the, and, the, and, the, and everything else, all the stroller, everything. I'm carrying it all. I, I can barely move. I can barely walk because of all these baggage. It's the same way. I can barely walk with the pain and the burdens that I carry. I can't walk in my Christ. I can't walk in Christ. I can't walk in that peace without going through it. Okay? So what do we do? Amen. Amen. What do we do? Ephesians 4, 32. We have to be kind to one another. No, it's deep. But be compassionate, forgiving each each other. Just as Christ in God in Christ, excuse me, has also forgiven you. So when we forgive other people, we improve our relationships. When we're forgiving other people and we're not walking in this pain, we're actually ha- opening more opportunity to speak into people's lives. Nobody wants to hear from a person that's a jerk. Amen. I'm sorry if I'm not allowed to say that on stage. But no one wants to hear that. But, you know, no one wants to hear from that, you know? And so... What do we, how do we live a life ready to forgive? We have to be aware of those triggers. We have to be aware of what's coming up inside of us. You know, Pastor, was, Pastor talked on it and he touched on it about spiritual awareness. It was so good. We have to be ready for that. Because the, the, the start of this, uh, the series that Pastor's talking about is that languish yeah. that we're going through. Yeah. It's being dispirited. And when we, when we have that pain and when we, when we hold on and we harbor that bitterness, it's eating away at our spirit. It's eating away at us and it's dispiriting us. And then we're back here in, this, in a pandemic-like crisis or a post-pandemic crisis where we're, where we're struggling and we're wondering what's going on. And this pain shows us that we, need, we, we have stuff that we need to feel, I mean deal with, excuse me. So... It's our natural reaction to blame someone or something, or even God. You know, Ephesians 6 talks about this, that, um, to, that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, right? It's against the principalities, it's about the, against the powers, against the dark forces in the air. It's, it's, about, it's against all that. It's not about the people that have hurt us. It's not about God, because sometimes we get in this situation and we're like, 
Amen. We get in this situation, and I need to put a face to that pain. And this, the closest face I can see is the person that hurt me. And so, and that's who I'm going to blame. And there's no one else to blame? God, why did you put me in this situation? Why am I here? Like Pastor said, like, he said, God, why am I in this storm? I thought we could have moved out of this storm. It's like, how do you know we didn't miss the real storm? We get, when we see this, when we see that we, we've placed our, our pain in the wrong place, I'm so, sorry, we placed our, our blame in the wrong place, and actually acknowledge who's actually doing it, because Jesus told us who it is, who the stealer, the killer, and the destroyer was. He told us. We're not ignorant of it. We know there's an enemy out here that wants to see us lose, that loves to see us in anguish. So in order for us, and um, to order for us to walk in this, which Ephesians 6 talks about, it's talking about that armor of God. To put on that armor of God, helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, shoes of the gospel of peace, right? The, the belt of truth, right? So you guys know it. The, the, sword of faith, the, excuse me, the sword of the spirit and the shield of faith. How do we fight against the enemy with that armor? Well, first we have to take off the armor of fear that says that I'm no longer going to get in pain. Because we put on that armor. We put on that armor that says I'm not going to be in pain. I'm not going to allow that to, to, to hurt me anymore. When God is saying, no, I need you to walk in the armor I, put, I gave you so that you can push through instead of staying where you are. Amen. So, amen. So, the, our lack of forgiveness is connected to our lack of peace. Mm-hmm. Our lack of forgiveness is directly connected to our lack of peace. Phil? So as, as we're closing, and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, we saw previously the Bible calls this lack of forgiveness judgment. Jesus said that his disciples said, he said to his disciples, you don't even know what spirit you're of. You're trying to call fire down from heaven. So I want to ask you this. I want you to think about it. When was the last time you wanted to judge and call fire down from heaven on something or someone? When was the last time you wanted to do that? Wasn't it recently? Wasn't it? I mean, come on. Come on, right? Someone there. Someone's being real with me. I appreciate it, right? And so... I want, I want you guys to think about that. Don't shy away from it. You'll be like, no, but that pain is too hard. I can't deal with it on my own. You're not supposed to. That's something that you're supposed to give to God. That's something you don't have to carry. Hallelujah. That's one of the bags you don't have to carry. Jesus said, pick up your cross. And follow me. Not pick up your emotional baggage. Come on. He says, I'll carry that. Come on. Not, he said, don't pick up your pain. I'll carry that. All right, so I want you guys to bow your heads and close your eyes. I want to ask you this. Have you been walking in this peace? Or have you been blaming because of the pain you've been in? Have you been a for, uh, have you been, excuse me, have you been in a place where you feel like it's impossible to forgive? Jesus told us to pray 
Forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Excuse me. Forgive our debts as we forgive those who debted against us. I'm sorry, that was King James, the first one. Um, he told us to forgive like that. The amazing part about asking for forgiveness as we forgive those is saying, God, I want to tap into the power in which you forgave me. I want to tap into that same power to forgive others. Forgiveness is a power from the kingdom of God. It's a power that we can use and utilize. So I want to pray for you guys. For those who need this peace. Jesus' peace. I'm going to just pray for everyone. I'm not going to even ask. I believe we all need it. So just open up your hands and receive. And I say, Jesus, I thank you, God, for the kingdom of heaven touching down onto earth into their hands, into our hands right now. I thank you, God, that you're going ahead and speaking to them, touching their hearts right now. Ha, wow. I see Jesus coming right now. And you guys have locked yourselves in cages because you don't want anyone to hurt you. You don't want anyone to to touch you. And so you've locked yourself in the cage and you're the one who has the key. And you're like, no one else can get into this cage and hurt me. And I see Jesus coming and he says, I have the master key. And he opens up the cage and he wants you to come through. And he comes and receives you with open arms. And I see him healing everyone here of all your pain. And Jesus, I just pray that right now to heal all the pain that that we've felt. Everything that we've tried to bear in these last 18 months, everything that we've felt and tried to be triggered by or, or was triggered by in these last 18 months, I ask you to, to take it. Take these baggage. Take these burdens. Break this yoke off of us to give us yours. We want to live free in you. Where the spirit is, there is liberty. I just thank you, God, for bringing in that freedom. It was your Holy Spirit rushing in, rushing in, filling everyone up. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you guys to remember this. If you're going to take anything from this message, I want you to remember, you can walk in God's peace when you walk in God's forgiveness. Peace is easily acceptable, accessible when you walk in his forgiveness. Amen. Amen. So let's think about this. What would happen when we walked all, all walked in this peace? What, are, what would our community look like? What would our job look like? What would South Florida look like? What would the world look like if we started it? Walking in this peace. Thank you. Come on, give it up. Such a good word. Such a good word. Such a good word. Stand with me if you would, please. Let's just pray real quick before we go. Listen, I, um, I am absolutely convinced that this unforgiveness uh, has, has become a cancer in our society. Uh, it's an absolute this judgment, bitterness. It is just okay to be in judgment, even in the house of God these days. And such a, such a, such a timely word there, Christopher. So thank you so much for bringing it. And um, I want to, I want to, I want to just give you an opportunity real quick. Um, before we go, if you would just, I want to, I want to piggyback on his altar call. If you would just, 
just close your eyes and bow your head for a moment. And uh, I, I would like us to kind of surrender our right to be in judgment and bitterness. And I, I just, I want, um, it's a cancer. The self-righteousness and the judgment, the bitterness is a cancer. And it is killing the hearts of the church. And uh, I would like, I don't just, if no one would look around, it just, um, just between you and God, if you would just like say, hey, this week, I, God, give me, like I give you permission to convict me of the judgment I'm walking in. If that's you, just, just lift your hand to Jesus one time. Just let him know, this is me. You're talking to me. I am allowing you to convict my heart of the unforgiveness I'm living in and the bitterness I'm living in this week. Don't let the sun go down in your wrath. That's how you're going to walk in freedom. Hey, I know some of you, uh, I want to thank you for coming to Revival Life Church. I know some of you are dealing with some stuff. You need people to lay hands on you uh, and just to pray for you. We're going to have some people here at the front to pray for you. If you want prayer, you come to the front. We'd love to pray for you for healing, deliverance, uh, whatever you may need. We have coffee, I think, outside in the breezeway. Uh, you can congregate there and have a good time. We can hang out in here. We'd love to talk to you. Hey, Life Group start this week. Uh, I have one that we're going to do a book study. Uh, if you're going to sign up, do it quickly because you got to get the book. We love you. Give one more hand clap to what Jesus is doing in our midst. And for Christopher, you can turn on the lights. God bless you. We will see you in Life Group.